This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's nice out. It's actually a really nice day. Boy, are we coming into a nice Beautiful. time of year. I, It's low 80s, high 70s. It has just been gorgeous. It's the first time in a long time that the wife and I, we just want to take walks and just actually enjoy nature yep. rather than flee it. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yesterday's question of the day is it acceptable or is it acceptable to wear this color during the summer? It is acceptable, I should say, to wear this color during the summer, but it's taboo after Labor Day. Name the color. That would be white. That tradition, by the way, started from the wives of the super rich high society after the Civil War. They're the ones that started that. I have no idea what that has anything to do with. You're not allowed to wear white after Labor Day. Okay. White of anything. Before what, that, what, before, what, what, what if you're a virgin? I guess if you're getting married, that's different. I think virgins... Other than that, no. They should pass a law. Virgins should be allowed to wear white all year. Now, the rest of us can't, of course. And then, of course, you got to put down something for the vaccinated and unvaccinated. you got to keep us divided. Oh, I wonder how many people abide by that. I don't think too many anymore. Charlie, I think that went out the window a while back. Oh, Charlie, how many, want to, how many would want someone to know? Good, good question. I want to see a couple wear all black for a wedding. I think that'd be kind of fun. What message would that send? That it's not a good marriage. Yeah, we're not we're not thinking this is going to last long. We just want to be... We're getting know, to the end right now. We're going to be realistic right up front. Well, there you go. Okay, go ahead. Uh, today's, this one is should be fairly easy for most, although maybe not. How many paid-off holidays are recognized by the U.S. federal government? So how many days a year are paid-off holidays that are recognized by the federal government. Well, I know that because I've done some HR work, so okay. you had to be aware of it there. Okay. So those of you that may know, go ahead and answer on the RushToReason.com website. Don't cheat. Don't look it up. A couple of these are nuts. Yeah, some of them you would not really guess would be paid holidays. What do you think of Juneteenth? That it's just another day? Yeah. Sorry, it is. I mean, a lot of these are just other, just another day. I mean, I wish people understood, though, that's really kind of a Republican holiday. <laughs> right. I mean, really, Republicans brought about Juneteenth. Right. We're the reason there is a Juneteenth. Correct. I think that's. I think the one that angers me the most, though, and I'm sorry to go all race-based, I don't mean to, but Columbus Day, you know, that some people want to look at as Indigenous Peoples Day. It's like, oh, come on. Look, no offense to them. Wonderful people, but two things. Number one, every nation was started by one group overwhelming another. 
every nation on the planet. Yep. Okay. And number two, they didn't discover our current nation. Our current nation, this current land was discovered by Columbus. That's just the way it is. That doesn't mean he has to be a saint. I couldn't care less what right. he is. And he had, like every person, good qualities and bad. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Whatever. Nobody's perfect. He was doing a job. Mm-hmm. You know, what... <laughs> You know, I, I just, th- these people drive me nuts. So th- there are some of these that I look at and I just can't stand well, them. Everybody wants to go back and change history, Andy. You know that. Labor Day. That was started by the Labor Party. I know. It's coming up, by the way. So we have a defunct party, okay, that failed. It's actually a celebration of unions for all of you that don't understand what Labor Day is. I know is. it is. And I, and I don't like unions. Right. But we still take the day off and enjoy ourselves. By the way, can we talk a little bit, maybe after the break, about uh, the teachers' union in... We have time now. Go in, for it. Okay. Time now. In, Go ahead. I don't, I, I don't have it up here in front of me, but it's in Ohio. And the teachers' union, I think, for the biggest school district in the state, is has decided to go on strike right before school starts. Of course. And 94%, I think it was 94% of their uh, union members voted to go on strike. And this is something I've brought up before, John. I do not believe that public school teachers should have the right to collectively bargain at all. I agree. And here is why. They're a state employee. Right. You, no state employee should be, and the reason is very simple. No employee should have more negotiating power, more negotiating leverage than their customer. If your customer can't walk out the door with their money and say, okay, then I will choose somewhere else. I will go to this school with my money in the form of a voucher or a tax break, whatever it is, if I can't walk out the door of your business with my money because yep. the school is a business, then you cannot collectively bargain to drive up the price of that business. What do you think? I totally agree, 100%. And I, that's why I'm against, well, I don't like unions, period, but I definitely don't like public unions, which is what this one would be. Right. Chris in Denver, you're up, sir. Hey, John. I will, can you mind if I ask you a question from Drive Radio this week? Sure, go right ahead. That'd we love fun. those. Yeah, go right I ahead. Could, I mean, I... I know I could go back and listen to the show, but the easy button is just to call. No, that's right fine. Here. Go right ahead. That's what we're here. You're you're hey, fine. Uh, you mentioned something about when you trade a car in versus selling it on your own. And oh, yeah. Let me explain. This is a great question. This this fits during okay. the week as well. This is just a little public service announcement. So when people go to buy a new or a used car, so you're looking at buying another car, and you're, you're especially this is especially true when you're buying it from a dealer new car or used car when you buy a car this is for the state of colorado so those of you that are in wyoming and nebraska and kansas i'm not sure exactly how it works in your state but in colorado chris the way it works is if you will use round numbers let's say you go and buy a fifty thousand dollar car and you just buy that car you don't trade anything in you are going to pay sales tax on that transaction for the total amount of the sale in your county so if you are in a 4% area because you're in an unincorporated area of Colorado, then that's the sales tax you're going to pay. If you're in one of the heavier areas where it's close to 8%, you're going to pay 8% sales tax. The dealer will collect that sales tax. And this is true, folks, even if you buy a vehicle out of state. If you go buy a vehicle in Nebraska or Wyoming and drive it into Colorado, they are not going to collect sales tax. When you go to register that vehicle, you will owe that percentage of sales tax at that time of registration 
for that entire amount of sales tax, oh, they're going to collect it one way or the other. So the way to save money on sales tax, this is where it gets a little dicey on a trade, Chris, is let's say your current vehicle is worth $25,000. And let's say that you feel like you can get $25,000 trade out of the dealership. Great. You now owe $25,000 difference from the used car that you already own to the price of the new car. That's the dollar amount of sales tax you're going to pay twenty on the twenty five thousand dollars, not the fifty thousand. So what I'm what I was saying on on Drive Radio on Saturday is, if you do the math on that, you if you're in an eight percent area that you're paying sales tax on, especially, you've got to figure that okay, the dealer's going to get me twenty five thousand dollars for me to break even. On that transaction, if I sell the car myself, I've got to sell it for $25,000 plus the 8% sales tax you would be saving by trading the vehicle in. So in other words, you've got to get about uh, $27,000 or so roughly out of the vehicle to make it worth your while, otherwise trade it in. Copy that. Okay, that makes sense. Does that all make sense? Yeah. And I know yeah. that for a lot of folks, they don't understand the whole trade-in thing and how that affects sales tax. And a lot of folks think, well, you literally can almost add 10% to the price of the car that you have to sell it for yourself versus the trade to make it worthwhile. Copy that. Okay. Okay. Well, that wasn't relevant to me until lately because my cars, when I trade them in, usually aren't worth nothing by the time. Well, I'm and and, and but, you know it's becoming a bigger now, deal like, now though because all used car prices are way up. And now I just I did that on twenty five thousand. Let's say for example, Chris, that you're driving a you know there's folks out there that are driving a vehicle that may be two or three years old. Maybe they had a pickup. They're going to go down to an SUV or a car. You know some of those trucks are still bringing almost what somebody paid, which could be forty fifty thousand dollars. Sure. That's a huge savings on sales tax. Chris, are you planning on making a purchase and doing a trade-in? Um, I don't know. Not necessarily. I just wanted to make sure I understood that, yep. what you talked about. I, and, and again, I, for everybody I listening, just do the math on that before you make a final yeah. decision. The other reason why I said when you go in to buy a car, always, always, always ask what the out-the-door price is first before you ever ask about your trade. Make your deal on the car first, then the trade comes into play. Then that gives you the real value of what your trade is worth. Sure, sure. Make sense? All right, John. All right, Chris. Thanks. No, great question, by the way. Thank you very much. There's no problem answering those during the week because that applies to a lot of people listening. This is drive time radio. There you go. I mean, I mean, there's there no go. bad time to no, talk cars. Baby. That's exactly right. And and again, this is a bit you know, especially in today's world, Andy, where you know everybody's looking at saving as much money as they possibly can. And I think that the real assumption is, I'll sell the car myself, I'll make more money. Well, generally speaking, yes. Although with the high prices of you know, I take that example of what I just gave Chris a moment ago. The dealership's going to want to make fifteen hundred, two grand on that car, right. no doubt about it. Sure, but so do you. So do you, because if you don't, you're going to lose out on the sales tax end of it. So the reality is, at the end of the day, you might get just as much out of it by trading it as if you went through all of the hassles of selling it yourself. Okay, now let me know this, because I've always wondered. Let's say I'm going in, I'm going to buy this car, and I'm going to trade in another one. The... Do I usually get a pretty good price on that from a dealership, or is it not good? Because I can see the reasoning both ways. On the one hand, Depends. on the one hand, they know that they are offering you a really nice situation. You can turn this one, get that one. It's very smooth. Mm -hmm. They take it's an it. Easy transaction. It's an easy transaction. Right. They are providing 
a great deal of ease for yes. your life. And that's yes. good. That has value. Yes. And I'm fine with that. Yes. But on the other hand, they want to use that as an incentive. We give you a higher thing just to get you to get the, the more expensive car that they know is going to drop in value the moment you drive it off the lot. So how does that usually work out? Well, again, I always say it depends because it really does. It depends. It depends on the dealer. It depends on your car. And this comes back to Extreme Auto Repair is going to be up in a moment. I'll talk about this in relation to them. The more maintained your vehicle is, the better that vehicle looks. And I mean, including even having it detailed. So you're thinking about going through this wholesale process or trade. By the way, you're going to detail it either way. Because if you trade it, it's still worth more money when you go to the dealership. If it's all detailed out, spiffed out, because here's what the dealer's thinking. Gosh, I can run that thing through the wash base, scrub it down a little bit, and sell it again. I don't have all of that reconditioning cost right. that I would normally have in a typical used car. This thing's done, ready to go. Man, this thing you could eat off the floor. It's absolutely perfect. You're going to get more money out of your car trading it when a dealership, you know, the used car guy, he comes out, he's the appraiser. He comes out, he looks at it. And I mean, if this thing is spick and span clean, you've got maintenance records to go along with it that shows this thing's really been maintained well, Andy. They can use that to raise the price of the car pass it along to the next person and everybody's making you know everybody's got a better deal at the end of the day you included right and besides which they would like to give you more because it'll get you to buy the other car correct i mean it's it's to their benefit correct to give you a nice everybody wins when you do that because clean i mean other other people who are coming to buy your car don't have that incentive correct they're not trying to get you to buy something more expensive so they don't their incentive the people who are just coming to buy your car is to give you the least possible to get that car. The, from the dealership, yeah, yes. they, they want to get the deal and get the markup too, but Trust the difference me, is they want to get you to make And the hassle purchase. factor, Andy said it best a moment ago, they make this transaction easy, and I'll give them a hand at that, because you know, or a hand for that, because they actually do. And believe me, I've sold enough cars in my lifetime. We're selling one as we speak right now. We've got a family member's car we're trying to help sell. And I will tell you, Andy, that, that what you just said is exactly what happens. Everybody that comes to look at the car, what's the first thing they're trying to do with you on the price? Bring it down. Beat you up on it. Yes. They well, want to bring that price down. So there's this huge hassle factor in selling your own car where, yeah, you might think it sounds really easy and some people really have a good knack at it. You know, I'm one of those where it's a, an easy thing to do. But one of the things that gets a little messy, and this is where the dealerships also make it easy, Andy, let's say you owe money on your current car. Okay. Let's say that $25,000 car you still owe ten grand on. All right. For you to go sell that car to the public... You've got to get title first, which means some way, somehow, you have to figure out how to make all of that transaction work to where your car's paid off, you're able to transfer title to Andy, who just bought the car, but yet you don't own the car because the bank does. You know, That's more messy. That's more messy. It's more money. And here's the big thing, John. Uh, most of us normals in the world don't have that kind of time. Correct. We don't. Correct. Correct. That's where the dealerships make it real easy. And again, I go back to what I said Saturday. You really have to do the math on all of this to make sure that if you're going to go through all this hassle factor, you're making enough money to make up for that sales tax that you're going to lose out on that you're still going to end up paying. Right. One other thing, though, that works, and I know I've done this myself. Now, I suck at buying cars. You're, you're, the, you're the master. You're the Jedi. But you go to two or three dealerships where you are considering buying their car. And you've already gotten your car detailed and you've got the history on mm -hmm. it and all that. And you see who's going to give you the best trade in and you play them off each other. You can do that. 
Sure. Well, and certainly can. I have and at the end of the that, day, if you and boy, think, I've gotten a pretty. Yeah. I've, I've they've driven each other up. A, you know, not not terribly, but a pretty good can amount. Hap- no, it can happen. And, and again, at the end of the day, what are you out? Because at the end of the day, if you decide, you know what, I'm not getting enough out of this. I'm going to sell it myself. Guess what? It's already turnkey. Go home, take pictures, and put it up for sale. It's that simple. Right. So you're not out anything by keeping the vehicle well-maintained, groomed, looking good. And by the way, all, everything we just talked about, Annie and I did, Extreme Auto Repair can help you with every single aspect of that. And I mean that sincerely. KLZRadio.com, 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free, so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. All right, Bruce Simmons, he is our reverse mortgage specialist. He wants to help you with a reverse mortgage, which, by the way, can be used for some of the things that we just mentioned when it comes to buying cars, selling cars, and so on, because you can fund this stuff yourself out of your reverse mortgage. 303-467-7821. A reverse mortgage puts you in control. You're getting closer to retirement, which feels a little uncertain because you don't know how long your savings will last. You do know how long you'll need to keep paying off your mortgage, though. Especially after that refinance a few years ago, you will be old and gray before you finally check off that monthly payment from your list of expenses. So, you feel stuck. You can't retire confidently with a big mortgage payment hanging over your head. Your scenario is exactly why reverse mortgages exist. KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, sets seniors free from monthly mortgage payments. You should be able to retire when you choose. Of course, you'll still need to pay your taxes and insurance, but eliminating your monthly mortgage payment could give you the security you need to retire with confidence. Take control. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. NMLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage, is an equal housing lender. Denver IT Security, they want to help you with all of your security in your network, whether it's inside or outside your business, by the way. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ. Go to KLZRadio.com. And by the way, this is Fraud Awareness Day, so something else that just dovetails right into Denver IT Security. Again, find them at KLZRadio.com. You want to secure your business from cyber threats, but you don't want to make things more complicated for your employees. Memorizing more passwords, connecting to VPNs, learning new software, and disrupting their normal workflows, all of these can reduce your employees' productivity. Regain efficiency and enable your staff to do their work securely. The team at Denver ID Security can increase your business's security and improve employee productivity at the same time. Using the latest technologies, employees can connect securely from anywhere, planes, hotels, coffee shops, or home without effort. Passwords that don't need to be remembered, connections that automatically secure themselves, and safer browsing will enable employees to focus on their job, not technology. 
To learn more about how your business can run more securely and efficiently, contact John Canada at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ to schedule a free initial consultation. That's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, Give us a call at 303-825-5664. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John Rush together with Andy Page. John, we got two topics here side by side. We just talked about them. Let me do one really quickly. And that is getting back to the Ohio teachers strike. Okay. And then I want to get back to buying and selling cars. All right. Okay. Now, on the Ohio teacher strike, okay, you got all these teachers. They have voted to go on strike right before the school year starts. I want you to think for a moment. You are a Republican candidate in Ohio. What do you do? Promote school choice. Yep. I mean, my goodness. Would it ever sell better? No. Now is the time. If you look at people right now, and I wouldn't bash the teachers. I would say, look, you know, I want everybody to get the best working conditions and so forth. They can. can they can. We love our teachers. But, folks, um, they, they have the right to walk out and take the school with them, basically. You don't have the right to walk out and take your money with you and go somewhere else. The money should follow the child. Right. And you, I will – I will – I mean – you're right in everything you said, other than I will add something on the, you know, do we yes. do we love our teachers? Depends. Sure. Some yes, some no, frankly. I know, but... So, and, some I can't stand because they're absolute communists that are teaching your kid everything they shouldn't be. I know, but we got to keep sales in, in mind. Ohio's a pretty purple place, mm-hmm. and when you beat up teachers, you lose votes. No, no, yeah, no, I'm not saying as a politician you can... You can beat up teachers. You can't because that would, yeah, you're going to lose you votes. Can, but I can. But, but well, no, 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 no. But you can't beat up teachers. You have to be pro-teachers, but you can be anti-teachers unions. And you can say, look, you know, I love teachers. Teachers are wonderful. There are many wonderful teachers. You always lead in with that. It's ri- ridiculous, I know, but you got to lead in with that caveat. But then you come through and say, but the teachers union is taking education right now away from your kids a few days before school. What if you had a voucher and could take your money somewhere else? You're the taxpayer. You're paying for this product. Shouldn't you be able to walk down the street with your child and give them a good education? I have no problem with teachers being able to go on strike for better whatever if you have the same right to walk out the door with your money. Right. If they want negotiating leverage, where's yours? All right, we need vouchers. There you go. Okay. That's, that's the, that's the, that, that's the um, tool that levels the playing field. I think that that would sell big. I think Republicans would get a 5% across the board bump. I do. I really do. You want my honest, At least opinion? Three. At want least my honest three. opinion as to why more Republicans don't do that, Andy? Why? Because they have been sucked into the same trap on public schools that most liberals have been, that there's no other choice. 
That's all we have. And I'm saying not all, but there are a lot that feel that way. Do you think that COVID, which, of course, as we know, alarmed parents because they finally became aware of what was actually happening mm-hmm. in schools, mm-hmm. right? Because it was brought home to them online. Front and center. Right. And with this subsequent, you know, turning to massive school choice that we've seen by some states like Arizona, do you think that that's starting a new wave? Do you think this is yeah, becoming, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I you're so. right. In the, in the past, this has been as toxic as going against Social Security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. I don't think it is now. No, I don't think no, not 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 after COVID. I, I agree with that. COVID changed a lot of things. Okay, so that, that's what I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you. I just think that right now, my gosh, Republicans in Ohio, my gosh, jump on this sell school choice, and you you can do it in whatever version you want. Mm-hmm. You know, vouchers, tax things, whatever. I don't care. Sell it because right now there are angry parents saying, "You did this now. You didn't do this at the beginning of summer. Right. You did it right now." Exactly. And we can't walk out? We can't exactly. go somewhere? We can't go anywhere else. That's right. Okay. Uh, second question, you can answer it now or after the break. It's up to you. Uh, buying and selling cars. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the taxes on that and how that's different from the taxes that you would pay on a lot of things. Okay, if I buy a carton of eggs, I pay taxes on it how many times? Once. Okay. What about cars? How many Every times? Every single time that car is sold Period. Because keep in mind, even per, even private party sales, you are right. supposed to. Not everybody does this, and nor do I blame them. But if I even bought your car as a private party, Andy, when I go down to get that car registered in my name, I'm supposed to have a bill of sale or at least say what I paid for that car of yours so that they can charge me sales tax again. Okay, let me ask you this before we even get into how ridiculous that is. What if I, you know, I just sell it to you for a dollar? I'm basically giving it to you as a gift. They will establish a assigned value That's what I was for wondering. your vehicle. So you're going to have to pay the yes. dollar plus the full taxed value of what they believe is the value of the Correct. car. Correct. You're not getting out of it. I didn't think so. I, I just wanted about, to make sure. I think the only exceptions to that, and I'd have to ask Michael Bailey about this one, which uh, he'll be, you know, he'll come up here in an ad here pretty quick as well, but... I think when it comes to death and some transfers along those lines, you can avoid some of that sales tax in that manner. But if you just go buy private party sale, you're going to pay sales tax. Here's my beef with that. A car that is sold in the state of Colorado that in a lot of cases stays here may very well have sales tax charged on it over and over right. and over again, sometimes maybe 10, 12 times in its lifetime, it may have. You talk about double taxation. What a crime, folks. It's one product, and they're getting to get taxes on it every time it's sold and exchanges hands. Now, let me uh, do a little devil's advocate for you, really quick. We got a moment. Yeah, we're fine. Um, somebody might say, well, if you don't have that, then you're going to kill new car sales because everybody's just going to want to buy used cars. Still savings buying the used car, so that could be figured out. That's not a huge issue. Right. You're saying it would be factored back into the price, but that mm-hmm. benefit would go to the sellers and not to the state, which would be nice. Correct. I'm all for that. Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm all for the private seller getting more money and not the state. The state has enough money that they waste as it is. The way They're going to th- take in the money and just buy votes with it anyway. By the way, I, the way I think cars should be done, period, is much like we do property. You, you shouldn't have to pay 
sales tax on a car. You're already paying a ton of fees and garbage when you go register that car on an annual basis anyways. Amen. If they want to make up for some of what they feel might be lost sales tax on said vehicle, fine. You know, do a little different fee or a little different you, you know, uh, something or other on, on the ownership side, if you would, you already pay, by the way, you pay an ownership tax every year and once you pay the sales tax anyway. So if they want to do anything, just make an adjustment there and get rid of sales tax on cars altogether, period. Well, look how they hit you on the, well, of course, look how they hit you on plates. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The state is doing nothing for I, that I, money. Now, I what is the I money have, for? I think I have a sheet, by the way. Of what does the money for plates go to again? Is that like roads and whatever? I think, you know what? Let's, I, I think, because I was going to talk about this last week. And I never got around to it, Andy, but I think the I, just, retirement I just registered fund? my bolt. And okay. I believe, I got to dig through my bag here, but I think I've got my little slip on it of all of the different fees that they charge. I happen to have it right here. Okay. And these are all totally worthwhile, and the government is working hard to no, earn you know every what? dime. I was going to do this They're at one They're offering point. great value the, for you. Perfect segue. This when, I, when we come back from break, okay. I'm going to read to you all of the litany of fees that you pay when you register a car. That looks like a book of the Bible. This is, this is ridiculous, by the way. This is absolutely ridiculous to get a car registered in this state. Far too many things on here, by the way. Okay. So we'll talk about that. We'll come right. right back and do that. I, I had this on purpose. Andy's reminded me. So here we go. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. And they want to take care of you, your, your house, uh, your electrical and heating needs, whatever it happens to be, cooling needs as well. If you have an air conditioning or even a swamp cooler, they can do that as well. $300 off, by the way, a new quiet cool system, which our cool nights we've had lately would really help you out money-wise. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your quiet cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Veteran Windows Indoors is next, folks. And Dave Hart, or not Dave Hart, Dave wants to help you from Dave from Veteran Windows Indoors. Not Dave Hart from RoofMax. I know they're both doing things to help your home and improve the value and so on. And by the way, help you save money at the same time. That's really what we're all about is trying to get you uh, some money back in your pocket when it's all said and done. And that's what Dave Bancroft's doing when it comes to Veteran Windows Indoors. So find out exactly what he can do for you on Windows and Doors in your home, 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew after just one experience 
that veteran windows and doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush, who is a small business owner and business slash life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, so I just found out in Nebraska, because I've got you know folks that are listening from all over the place. In Nebraska, you don't pay the difference in the price on a new truck. So let's say your old truck was forty grand, the new truck is sixty grand. You trade the old truck in in Nebraska, you pay sales tax on sixty grand. You don't get any credit for the used car being traded in. Okay, but what about other fees and things? Are they lower there? Because well, Nebraska is not known as a high-taxed state in general. And I just asked, you pay sales tax on a used car? So I figured I'd get some answers on that. Okay, let's go through the litany, Your punishment. The ticker tape okay. of what you pay for when you go to register your vehicle. So this is for my Chevy Bolt. As you guys all know, I've got a Chevy Bolt, and I traded... My old Bolt in on a new Bolt EUV. I ordered the uh, the launch edition. They called it way back when I could, and that came in uh, you know recently. So I just got plates for it here not too long ago, uh, a week or two ago, and I I did have some credit from another vehicle that I owned, and without that credit, I would have been a thousand bucks on the registration of said car. Yes. Because I got a $280 credit for other vehicle that I owned. Not that vehicle, but I had another vehicle that I had right. that I had you know gotten rid of, that I had some time left on plates that I used as credit towards this. But still, here are the fees that I paid. Do you have amounts, too? Yes. Each? Okay. $194 for prior specific ownership tax. What? No, the, ho, what is that? I have the foggiest idea, Andy. I can't answer that. Some, I can't answer a lot of these. So prior specific? So I'm, I'm reading it. What do they want? Prior generalized prior ownership? Prior specific <laughs> ownership tax, 194.10. Okay. Okay. Specific ownership tax, 469.45. The age of the vehicle add-on, $8. Keep in mind, this is a brand new vehicle, 2022. So age add-on. of vehicle add-on, $8. For a brand new vehicle. <laughs> Okay, then. Bridge safety surcharge, 1033. 
Clerk hiring fee, $4. Why, why do I have to pay to hire another clerk? Bridge safety surcharge? Bridge safety surcharge, $10.33. Okay, so in other words, because they don't want to try to raise taxes to for roads and bridges, they instead do a fee. Correct. Tack it on to all the cars Correct. that are sold. Correct. And I don't know if that's a percentage or if everybody pays 10 bucks. I'll have to get another one of my registrations out and now, understand, see how this breaks I, I, out. I actually kind of, in, in and we'll get to the rest of the list here in a moment, mm -hmm. but in general, I like the idea of user fees in a lot of ways. It's kind of like you like paying tolls on toll roads. Yeah. You, you like that because you're using it and you're paying for it and other people don't have to. And I like that. However, in the case of these user fees that they do for like bridges and tolls, all they do is the money that should be going to roads and bridges right. they put toward other fluff Correct. where they buy people. They, they basically they give, rob that fund to go do other projects that really don't relate to roads and bridges, and then they charge you for they this. Give, they, yeah, it's totally either corporate welfare. They give it away to buddies who they want, yep. or they buy bypass, votes. Goes to other things, they walking give it to bridges, people to other not stuff. Work. That's right. And then they say, we need the money for this, and we'll do it with a fee. Go ahead. Again, the clerk hiring fee for four bucks. So all of you are paying that, by the way, four bucks to hire a new clerk. Really? So they couldn't have hired a new clerk without your four dollars. Yeah. In other words, <laughs> the money that they were supposed to use to hire a new clerk is now going four dollars for every car is now going to something else. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know where the I don't even know where these if these all are all this money is fungible. I I know. I think it is too. Even if that four dollars does go to hiring clerks, irrelevant. Now there was four dollars that was going to hiring clerks, which they now use somewhere else in the slush fund. Go ahead. County road and bridge one dollar. So that's different than the base. That's different than the bridge safety surcharge. We now have a county road and bridge fee dollar. Right. So now the dollar that was going to go to those is goes to a slush fund. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, the, okay. So in my case, because it's an electric vehicle, because I don't pay any road tax by buying fuel, I have an annual $51 and 88 cent fee tax that I pay because, and by the way, I, I did this, I did break that one down the other day. I did look this up. That $51 and 88 cents, only about, what did we figure out, Charlie? About a third of that is going back into the to the you know federal fund to do roads and bridges and so on. Where normally you know gas stations would be selling fuel. How do that you tax know goes, only a third is Because I looked, I checked it on the Colorado Where's State's the website. Going? Where's the rest uh, going? To other pet projects the state of Colorado has oh, for EVs, charge stations, and crap like that. Do you realize this entire <laughs> list that you're doing? Well, go ahead, finish the list, and I'll tell you my summation. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, so yeah, that whole 5188 is not even going back into fixing the roads that I'm still driving on that you're paying for out of your road tax when you buy a gallon right. of gas. Yeah. I'm not, but out of the $51.88 I pay per year, only about 20 bucks of that's going to the road and bridge, or you know, to the road repair fund, you know, the, the National Highway Fund. Right. It's a crime. Go ahead. It is. Uh, emergency medical services, $1.33. I guess if I have a heart attack out on the road, that is that is that how I get help? Or because you couldn't have before, that's another. That's more money that would have gone to that and now goes to a slush fund. Go ahead. The emissions program area county forty seven cents. Emissions statewide air account thirty three cents. There's an insurance fee of thirty three cents. A material fee. Oh, that's for the tab. So for the little tab, I pay fifteen cents for the. Plate itself, it's four dollars and thirty-six cents, and for the other tab, it's another twenty-two cents. So I'm not sure why one tab is fifteen and the other is twenty-two. They ought to be the same, but the plate is four dollars. Okay, let me ask you this though: It might be okay in one case. We'll be with Dan here in a moment. 
What if they started a new program that was necessary that had not been funded previously and this new fee for a new program, like let's say emissions, Mm -hmm. that they were doing a new kind of emissions program that is going to be better and cleaner and so forth. I think it's a scam, but that's okay. Um, It needed to be paid for. And to take that out of the general taxes that were already being taken in, you'd have to take that money away from something else. Therefore, a fee is justified. Do you think so? No. Okay, just wanted to run it by you. Motor, and Dan, let me re- read these all off, and then I'll get to you. Motorist insurance database fee, $0.07. Cents. The peace officer standardized training fee is $0.67. Cents. The plug-in electric vehicle decal fee, I don't even have that, $0.25. Cents. And the road safety surcharge is $6.27. Okay, unbelievable. But really quick, before you go to Dan, I just want to sum this all up. This is... The, with one product, a car, mm-hmm. you have brought out a litany of the Tabor Dodge. Right. All of this these are Tabor Dodges. Dodging Every Tabor. one of them. Every one of them. Yes. Okay. Dan and Blackhawk. I know you wanted me to do this at one point in time, so here we are, Dan. Okay. The prior ownership tax is a tax is equivalent to personal property tax. And the prior ownership taxes are calculated from the month following. Okay. You got to love this. Following the month following the month of purchase through the month of the application of registration. <laughs> so the two months that I was waiting to get everything dialed in from, you know, the dealership and so on, I was I paid $194. Yes. Okay, so here's a question for you, because I've always wondered this. In that case, all these people running around that have temp tags that are two years old, Literally, I saw one today which, on my way here that was two years old. Which drives me nuts, me by too. the way. Are there, what yeah. you're saying, Dan, is eventually when they register their car, they're going to pay this prior specific owner ta- ownership tax fee. The only thing they're saving, I guess, really, is all of these other fees I just mentioned, right? To a certain degree, yes. but it's And then on top of it, they're going to pay, I think it's a $25 a month late fee up to... I think it's $150 that they're going to pay. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. So, and on top of it, so we're talking about litany of Tabor avoiding, um, you know, to avoid a tax in the, in the registration. So you can only on the tax return deduct personal property taxes, i.e. the ownership tax. So all these other fees that you have on your tax return, if you itemize deductions, so all these fees are not deductible. Now, if you have a business, they are. Yeah, the whole the whole amount fees. is, but not if you're personal, yeah. if you're right. an individual. So for per, for individuals, none of these fees can be used to add to your itemized deductions if you itemize deductions. Okay. So you are you're paying a bunch of money. So I like I said, I've I've done returns where people have had a thousand dollar registration fee. And their ownership tax is only like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So eight hundred dollars, they're not able to deduct against their tax. Gotcha. Which is which is ridiculous. Gotcha. You know? um, and then also, I I don't know if you know, you probably do know. I don't know if you mentioned this, but starting next January first, they're going to charge you a parks pass fee. Yes, I did know that. You have to opt out of it. Yes, that's so correct. All these, like you said, all these businesses whose cars will never go into a park, uh, uh, Colorado Parks, they're going to get charged that fee unless you opt out. And then also, how many people pay attention 
to these registration fees, and they won't even realize that they're paying for a parks pass that they may not even visit parks. And again, um, several years ago, and I don't know who it was, Hickenlooper or the person before him, they uh, tied parks and wildlife uh, parks with wildlife. Right, they combined the it. The reason why is because because parks was they were failing miserably. So let's just tack the wildlife into there, mm-hmm. and we'll just use those licenses yeah. that all the hunters and That's fishermen right. That's what bring into the states, and we'll help help out the parks, which is ridiculous because that money. Because I hunt and fish, and that money should go towards wildlife conservation. I agree. And fish fish management. And I don't, you know, I do visit the parks, but I, I wouldn't mind paying. An, it just irritates me. That's what the parks pass fee is for, is mm-hmm. to maintain those parks. Mm-hmm. Not not my hunting and fishing licenses that I buy to help parks that people who are opposed to hunting and fishing visit visit those parks. So, in essence, they're forcing me to support people that don't, don't agree with uh, wildlife yep. conservation. You're correct. So, You're correct. Good so one, Dan. I'll leave it at that. Thank yeah. you so much. Wayne and Council Rock, hang tight. We'll come back, uh, take your call as soon as we come back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next, folks. And again, they'll take care of your swamp cooler as well. They can uh, take care of the pump. They can service it as you're getting to- close to the end of the year. They can come out and even get the thing all buttoned up for you if you so desire. Hi-Fi Plumbing, call them at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. Hi-Fi Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with Hi-Fi Live, because to give you an honest quote, ethical plumbers need to see the problem. With Hi-Fi Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com for an estimate from a real plumber. That's HighFivePlumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. Folks, financial planning is a big deal, and most don't do enough of it. So if you want help getting that done and making sure that you can get to retirement and you have a plan that can be executed, talk to Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, klzradio.com, 303-744-1128. A trustworthy advisor who is well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, You'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, Michael Bailey Law, he is our mobile estate planner. As I said earlier, some of what I talked about when it comes to transferring vehicles from one person to another, 
especially upon death. That's something Michael can help you with and get that planned out ahead of time so you avoid some of what we're even talking about today. Call Michael today. Find him at klzradio.com. Michael Bailey's estate planning services come to you, making the difficult decision of planning for death a little easier to stomach. Once something happens to you, there's no way for you to go back and prepare. Let's say you live, yet cannot make decisions for yourself. Without proper planning ahead of time, your family cannot make any decisions for you without going to court. They will need medical power of attorney to give your family the ability to make the hard but necessary decisions when you are debilitated. Without it, they must go through the courts during an already very stressful time. Estate planning protects your family. They deserve to have the ability to make the hard decisions in the case you are severely incapacitated. Prepare for all the possibilities now. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation now with KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, at klzradio.com estate. That's klzradio.com estate. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes. We're talking about license plate fees in Colorado. Wayne, go ahead, sir. Hey, how are you, John? Good. You know, it's funny because I was going to call you this week about this very thing that you're bringing up. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go through all the all of the items that Douglas County has that you didn't read off. And okay. forgive me if I missed one, but okay. I was trying to check them Let's off as, as, you, as you were going through. Yeah, because oh, yeah, Douglas I should have mentioned County? that for everybody else. This is for Jeffco. Mine was Jeffco, just so everybody knows. Yeah. And and by yeah, the way, Frank, I'm unincorporated Jeffco, so there's probably some local city things, Wayne, that a lot of you that are in city limits pay that I don't. Right. Hey, uh, really quick, Wayne, before you jump in, before you start. Yeah. Are there a number of things in Jeffco that you guys don't tax, or is this no. pretty much just added no. on? Everything John read off, I checked off of my list. Okay. Oh my! <laughs> off I'm of my, sorry. Off of my bill. Okay. So there wasn't there wasn't anything else. But um, one thing I want to mention is Jeffco was about a third less on all the fees that you read off the amounts than Douglas County. Well, keep in mind, I was trying to figure this out because it doesn't tally up right. I had my $280 credit from the other vehicles' plates that I had left over. I had like five months left on a truck that I, I got rid of that I still had plates left on, Wayne, that I used towards this. So that's probably did, did that why. So don't, don't take lump, the dollars lump, into consideration. Did that come off as one lump sum or yes. each individual item? No, I, I'm guessing it came off of the tax side of it, the ownership, you know, the specific ownership tax is where I'm guessing it came from. Okay. All right. I don't well, know that for sure because they don't County. spell it out, but I think that would be the case. Okay. Well, this is what we have in Douglas County that you didn't have in Jeffco. Okay. Um, Douglas County use tax, 32 bucks, And this is on a used vehicle that's 12 years old. Okay. Uh, Castle Rock use tax, 122 bucks. Douglas huh, whoa, County. Whoa, what? $122? For what? A use tax? Castle, Castle Rock use so tax. So that's a city tax you're paying. Jeez, okay. Now, remember, John, I'm the guy that was against all the tax increases right. in Castle Rock. Right. So, uh, next we have Douglas County Castle Rock use tax vendor fee. Okay. $6.40. Title application fee, $7.20. 
Now, bridge safety surcharge. I'm surprised that you didn't have that. In I have that Maybe one. I, I missed it. I have that you one. Do. Okay. Uh, Ten dollars and thirty-three right, cents. How much? Ten thirty-three. What's yours? Uh, Twenty-three. You're twice as much as me. Yeah. All right. Emissions air area air account. I have I that. Okay. I missed it when you read it off. Okay. Thirty-three cents. Then, then thirty-three cents. Oh, mine's a buck fifty. <laughs> Uh, and then the uh, state sales tax vendor fee. I don't have that. $3.10. Yeah, you have quite whoa, a few more than I have. State sales tax vendor fee, wouldn't that be universal? Why would he you he have I, it there and you not? I Jeff don't know. Go? I don't have it. Wayne, you, Wayne you really quick. Be the same. Wayne, really quick here. Castle Rock has the highest metro um, household income in the state. So, you know, for any well, metro sec- area. Second, sec- well, it's the highest in the metro area, yeah, not the highest in the state. Right, but but I'm talking about in a metro city area, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I'm not talking like at, comparing to Aspen, but right, um, right. or actually, isn't it? Uh, what's that place south of uh, um, Loveland? That was actually the richest. Berthet? Berthet was super wealthy. Huh. But anyway, Wayne, do you think it's just because people on average have so much more money there that the government has been able to just get these fees through a lot easier because they figure people will pay it? Uh, there might be a very, very big component of that that's true. Um, but I, I tell you that tide is changing uh, because the people in Douglas County and specifically in Castle Rock are getting fed up with it. Although, good, frankly, two of the uh, tax increase proposals passed, hmm. and it just broke my heart. The one that passed was a Tabor um, uh, timeout for ten years, and it was never told to the voters of Castle Rock how much it was going to cost them. It's hmm. going to end up costing them over a thousand dollars a year. Well. Wow. And, clo- and really quick, Wayne, in closing, because we've got to take our last break, my thought on all of this stuff is what they've done is when they don't want to go to the voters, they know they can't do anything because of Tabor, they're shoving all this stuff into the license plate end of things in this state. That's what they've done. Without question. Yep. That's, Without and question, that's a crime by itself. But somebody should sue them over that, by the way, because it's literally what they're doing is going around Tabor and not going to the voters like they should be. Hey, Wayne, keep fighting the fight in Castle yes, Rock. please do. Please. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> You bet. Thanks, man. Appreciate it very much. So so I guess I should count my blessings. I'm in Jeffco, unincorporated Jeffco, not Douglas County. Yeah, I did not. I would not have expected Douglas County to be worse. All right. We got another call coming in. We'll try to get it before we go off the uh, off this first hour. American National Insurance is next. And again, on top of all this, you have to provide proof of insurance. Yes. Before you can ever get your license plates as well. Paul Lewinberger, my good friend, can help you with all of that. 303-662-0789. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much, and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303 303- 
662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Leo, I got one minute. Uh, the uh, The ball is in your court. Go ahead, sir. Okay, just um, you're being a car guy, maybe you know kind of the history of where the whole car registration process got started and honestly why do we even do it anymore other than for the taxes in the plain, county plain and levy simple. It's a, and it all, is a yeah, money the, as you can uh, see leo no, this fees. is a huge <laughs> money revenue revenue generator for them period exactly wait they're fees though not taxes huh oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah sorry thanks for correcting me yes yes you're correct <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I go buy rings. I don't have to register them with the state and we do all this. I but know. We do it with cars. So You're right. it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I understand some of the deals with, with roads and, and whatnot. But why, I mean, I don't frustrated and say, I'm going to get rid of all this. I'm frustrated. You got it. Leo, thanks. Appreciate the phone call, by the way. And by the way, he's right. It's oh, yeah. just a money collection scheme, is all this is. By the way, Colorado has one of the highest. Costs of registration for your vehicle of any states in the country. I, I'm not sure whether you all understand that, but we do. There are places out there where Delaware, for example, it's like 50 bucks a year. Wow. And that's back east with a bunch of Dems. So anyways, we'll be right back. Hour number okay. two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.